Hi. Um, just beginning today with the first podcast. My last one was kind of a, um, you know, set up and testing kind of thing. Did a few sound checks to figure out my microphones and so forth. Um, but anyway, this is going to be the first podcast for Strigiform Scientific. There have been others with a different anchor account, but what I'm trying to do here is use uh, my computer instead of my cell phone in the kitchen with my dad and so forth, like we did one time. Um, and uh, I think that uh, my website, which comes up on a lot of browsers or all the browsers for Strigiform Scientific, I know I have to explain that. It's Strigiform, S-T-R-I-G-I-F-O-R-M. And that's the name of the order of the owls, as in King Philip crosses over fields going south or kingdom phylum class order family genus species so the order of biological organisms known as owls because of their morphology and so forth is strigiform and that is my um website and here on anchor and uh it is my identity at um uh linkedin and emails and so forth so that's kind of where it is right now um so anyway i thought that i would just kind of summarize i guess and say that my web domain is uh a history website that's what you know as far as anchor is um i uh set up the category for my anchor podcast as history and that's fine you know but i don't typically like to say i'm a historian because i more feel like i'm a natural historian or at least that i'm a historian with a perspective based upon um natural resources that's what i studied in school and i've had people say to me no you know we don't study history and I think that prejudice is pretty common because when you go into general history studies, there's there's a lot of, um, you know, warfare involved and so forth. And um, so if I, I can skip ahead here, I just say that um, there's a professor at a famous professor at various colleges up in Amherst who has said in various books, including one called um, Resource Wars that I read um that uh the, the 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 debate in history in terms of like how you define why things happen is based on whether or not conflict is generated by religious or ideation you know of theories and beliefs theology and so forth or if it is created by um resource scarcity like um uh if people migrate and and or humans sapiens for centuries now eons or what what have you um millennium millennia millennium excuse me um you know the the people um kind of went places and fought over scarce resources and the, the corresponding part of that debate is um, 
you know, theology. Interestingly enough, I recently found a, um, a couple of pieces in the um, Bible, just kind of thinking about um, <clears throat> that issue and, and, and modern politics. And I, I was kind of trying to figure out how we might have ended up in um, Iraq and so forth. Um, in uh, Afghanistan and how it all happened that Saudi Arabia ever ever kind of exploded into a major world player and so forth. Um, and I think that um, when you look at uh, I think it's I think it's Matthew two and uh, Surah sixty one in the Quran, which I don't use because it's you know the infidels book but because it has my version has all the links to christ and um job and lot and so forth that um you you might find uh interesting if you were trying to cross-reference abrahamic texts but um so you know and, and uh you know everybody in the in christendom seems to know that uh Jesus went um, southward or was taken southward by his father uh, to Egypt and so forth to escape Herod. And yet um, I think that one of our theological differences in like right now is that different religions believe different things about Christ, you know, whether or not he was divine or whether or not he was a prophet like Muhammad. And uh, as a matter of fact, in the, in the Quran, Christ even proclaims the uh, prophet to follow him to be named Ahmad. Ooh, but that's in the Quran. So people don't believe that around here. Um, anyway, um, I should stop with my verbal tics. Excuse me. <clears throat> the... That that's a, that what I just said is a, is a difference in theological interpretation of the life of our Savior Jesus Christ, right? But if you look at some of the other things, that book I mentioned a minute ago mentions that um, the Israelis take something like ten or twelve times the water per capita out of the Jordan, <clears throat> and. Um, as the as the Palestinians, and then you get to um, say Iraq. Now that Af or now that um, Saudi Arabia has been fairly well exploited and and depleted, exploited and depleted. Um, now we have the Fertile Crescent being the last place on Earth with perfect. Uh, sandstone stone sedimentation over organic matter from the right number of well from the cretaceous extinction event that happened however many million years ago um whereas the rest of <clears throat> the petroleum deposits in the world either don't have sand or seashell limestone sedimentation over organic matter but they have you know just generally forest and swamplands that have collapsed and been by chance kind of um, sedimented over or 
not even really sedimented over, as is the case with a lot of tar sands or tar mining kind of messes like there are up in Canada and in Siberia and so forth. So, yeah, that's one of the things I like to talk about is uh, raw materials. But, it's, you know, it's not always conflict, really. It's sometimes really wonderful things. I mean, there's conflict in the history of the U.S. Great Plains. But today, I think America's feeding India and China pretty well and you know, going to continue to do so. And there's really no reason why we can think that some of the tragedies of the past were really evil things, although I discuss all that and that's kind of going to be a, the kind of topic I want to uh, pursue. Um, the rainforest, things as simple as local lumber, regional lumber, and on that note, um, systems of regional um, raw materials and population centers since the 1862 Morrill Land Grant University Act the Homestead Act and the Pacific Rail Line Act. So that's kind of, that's kind of me just trying to say some things about um, history that I see. I could also say some things about Asia and Eurasia. And um, I've got some science fiction that I like to talk about. Sometimes it's valid and trying to make a point about, uh, you know, viruses via fictional things like the chupacabra here in Connecticut or it's um you know pretty wild things um I, I my writing style at the website strategic forum scientific is really um about uh concise writing so I forget or I uh, ask your forgiveness for that because I do tend to um try and um make a point about not having liked pounding through four and six and 800 page books to get what I thought were, you know, 50 to a hundred pages worth of valid information. Um, and on that note, some of those big giant classical history books are great, but sometimes I read, I, I know I read, um, a lot of the China by uh, Fenby that I talked about, or I don't know if I talked about that today, but um, Fenby's China, I read with uh, in mind the uh, issue of uh, agriculture and, and, in, and that being in the context of modern society and, um, you know, anything from the agricultural restructuring of the 50s in China that really destroyed a lot of things and killed a lot of people. But, I mean, nowadays, the Americans are from the Great Plains um, sending a lot of uh, Durham wheat for ramen noodles and, and soy product for people in the subcontinent of India. Uh, and that gets stepped back down to the geology <clears throat> of... Uh, there being places where trees grow and places where there are great plains and places where there unfortunately aren't great plains and people don't do as well with no food, you know? So, um, but I'm going to stop because uh, it's just a statement to start about the world and how we have a basis to it that uh, allows us to eat and produce textile fibers and for clothing and that all is conflict and there are a lot of stories about um 
fashion even you know but but food and fashion and 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 fashion of silk ties and cotton collars at certain times of the world or tricorn uh felt pelt hats or the british royal guard at buckingham palace with black bear hats these are all significant things it's the same as native americans famously wearing headdresses of the finest feathers and uh um then there being uh you know buffalo bone wampum on their chests and how those things got revolutionized at times by things like the colonial arrival and technologies to drill through buffalo bone and uh like drill bits which hadn't existed or, or at very least pointy steel things with sharpened ends who knows what a drill bit was in uh, 1750 or something or or 1850 for that matter um so again i'm coming up on 13 minutes and i'm going to cut it off right there thank you so much this is strigiform scientific my name is simon flynn